You ever work out super hard and the next day you wake up with an aching pain in your back or in your shoulder or any part of your body, your knees, your feet? Well guys, our new sponsor Pure Sports CBD can help you guys relieve some of that pain and also if you suffer from anxiety or anything like that, Pure Sports CBD can be your relief. There's a new sponsor to our podcast, they're a CBD company, all natural, organic, vegan some of the best quality cbd out there on the market i recently have been using their cb a thousand milligram cbd cream for my knees for my shoulders i got really bad shoulders and guys honestly it relieves pain so quickly such a great anti-inflammatory i also bought it from my mom because she has really bad knees and suffers from a lot of knee and back pain and it's really helped her tremendously and i and i really believe in this product i used this product even before i got them as a sponsor so now to have them as a sponsor of uh this creative endeavor is really special to me i really believe in them and if you guys use my code break at checkout you guys can get 15 percent off on all their cbd product selections that's right use the code break at checkout and you guys can get 15 percent off your whole order Pure Sport CBD on Instagram and puresportcbd.co.uk. Check them out. Three, two, one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today is Wednesday, May 6th. We're in May. Let's get it. New month. And we're still in the corona times. <sighs> COVID. When's it going to go away? We don't know. But at least we have crazy white moms on Twitter that are are claiming to be grandma killers. Now, if you haven't been on Twitter recently, let me enlighten you. This lady by the name of Bethany Mandel, she recently tweeted a very outlandish thing that I'm going to read to you guys. Uh, She's taken a lot of backlash from it, and she's actually trending on Twitter now because of her tweets. So I'll go ahead and read you guys this tweet. You can call me a grandma killer. I'm not sacrificing my food, home, all of our docs and dentists, every form of pleasure, parentheses, museums, zoos, and restaurants. Uh, Okay. All my kids' teachers in order to make other people comfortable. If you want to stay locked down, do. I'm not. Now let's go over the, let's just dissect this this tweet. You can call me a grandma killer. Uh, call the police. Okay? What 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 are you tweeting? And just just to give you guys some context, you, you hover over her Twitter page. Wife homeschooling mom to four at uh, crazy homeschooling mom first red flag. Editor Okay, so we see that this lady works from home, so I don't know what you're sacrificing. You're home anyway. Um, you can call me a grandma killer. Eh, not the good way to start the tweet. Looking for that trigger factor. Probably wanted to be trending. I'm not sacrificing my home. You already stay home. Food, wear a mask. And all of our docs and dentists and every form of pleasure. So this lady, only her only forms of pleasure are museums, zoos, and restaurants. So... Your husband ain't doing it, and I guess you watched every show on Netflix. Um, and this lady is getting heat. I mean heat. Like, she she is getting slammed. So, some some guy, Kurt, um, a, a best-selling author, New York Times, Kurt Etchenwald, 
replied to her saying, Okay, everybody remember the so-called Bethany Grandma Killer? Uh, she, this bitch is crazy. Also, stupid sociopath, who's too Fox News consumed to know almost one-third of the COVID dead aren't old enough to be grandmas or grandpas. That's right, 24,000 people below the elderly age so far. But hey, who cares as long as you can go to the zoo? So, this lady, I mean... I took the liberty of sending some tweets her way just because I thought they were pretty funny. And I'll go ahead and read to you what I said to this lady. So I replied to her tweet and I said, yep, definitely a homeschool mom psycho. So, I mean, and, and I'll read you some more tweets. So this isn't about greed. It's survival. People can't buy food or pay rent. False. Or mortgages. Partially true. Small businesses are closing, true, but they're opening back up. Tet dentists and doctors are going into the red. I don't know how you can go into a color, but okay. Schools are going to start closing, online school. This is the destruction of the society we're talking about. Okay, first off, you homeschool. Why do you care that schools are closing? I mean, this lady's just full of holes and I'm picking her apart. So yeah, definitely one of those crazy um, psycho moms, the homeschooled moms, you know, the overprotective moms. And then she did another tweet where she goes, I have to say I'm enjoying being told to check my white privilege by people who still have jobs. Go chat with the Asian woman who cleans your office while you tweet from home. Ask her how she's doing. So I just took the liberty, you know, of calming down this the, the assault that she's getting in her mentions by just saying don't worry guys we will make it through this we should really be worried about this lady's mans and i tagged her husband run north my guy and don't look back which i thought was pretty funny and i got some likes on that so i mean we got grandma killers on twitter guys some people just are have their brain full of jelly probably grape jelly and um you know, they're inconsiderate people, and they just want to go to the zoo and go to museums. Who goes to a museum anymore? Like, I'm pretty sure museums are now offering, like, home, like, virtual tours. Like, I mean, zoo? Uh, uh. Zoo, I can understand, but, like, a museum... I don't know. I don't know if that's a lot, really entertainment. And also a restaurant, just get your food to take out. Like, come on, what are you doing? I mean, that's just the worst thing happening on Twitter today. The best thing happening on Twitter is the famous artist Banksy. If you guys don't know, like the super mysterious artist, street artist, graffiti artist, whatever you want to call him, that does little pieces and then like disappears and nobody has ever seen him before. Super creepy guy. He's probably... If I had to guess, Banksy, because he's from England, you know, a lot of people, all his stuff is found in England. He's probably like some white guy, either named like Darren or like Alex, maybe Simon, one of those three names. And so he does like little art sketches and his most recent one, which, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of praise for. It's a little boy on his knees with a bucket of his toys and in the bucket it looks like a little batman figurine like a superman figurine like a 
I don't know, it's like a knight, like little figurines, like heroes, but he's not playing with them. They're just to the side. And in his hand, the toy he is playing with is a nurse uh, with a cape on, kind of flying like a like Superman, like through the air, which is pretty, pretty awesome um, with these times, you know. Um, nurses really deserve like the most credit, the not just nurses, but everybody working in hospitals, healthcare, the testing sites, all of them, you know, I drove past the testing site today and I mean, all those people really have to just put their lives out there for, you know, just put themselves into the fire, kind of caution in the wind and just be exposed, which is crazy. I mean, you got to have real heart and real desire to help people and, and those people really need to be praised, not the crazy grandma killer. We don't need to be paying attention to those people. We need to be paying attention to the nurses, to the doctors, to the volunteers, to the food banks. Those are the real important people. But um, So we just got some tweets regarding these this Banksy picture. So love this new creation from Banksy. This is why I like art as much as food. You mainly don't have anything to say after creating it. You just stand back and watch people enjoy. It's brilliant. Another thing, um, so the, this Banksy's new work celebrates the new superheroes, which are the nurses. Um, yeah, pretty much just a lot of people praising uh, Banksy for this new piece. And he he actually drew it outside of a hospital in England, and now it's kind of getting sent to all different hospitals, and it's kind of being put up into hospitals, which is super dope, probably super uh, motivational for these people to you know keep going and keep fighting for us. I mean, I'm not saying they're like our military, but when we're fighting an invisible enemy, we're kind of fighting an invisible war, and they're kind of our military, low-key. I mean, ISIS has been pretty quiet, at least I think so. I mean, I haven't heard anything recently. I mean, if you know anything that I don't, strike me down. Um, but, you know, the nurses are, are really the, the, the first line of the defense, the first platoon against the invisible enemy, as Trump would say. Um, I got some heat last episode for talking about Trump versus Biden and calling him Sleepy Joe. Don't be offended. It's my opinion. Whatever. He is pretty sleepy, though. If you watch Joe Biden, he looks like he's about to fall fall for a nap. Like, if you leave Joe Biden with a pillow and a blanket during, like, a debate, like, he's out. He's snoring in three minutes, 100%. But, yeah, Banksy, God, I wish they could just find him, like, just catch him, like, I wish they could just, like, catch him, like, taking a shit and just be like, what's up, mate? And he's like, hey, you all right? He's like, you, you Banksy? He's like, yeah, but, uh, my real name's Darren. He's like, oh, all right. Yeah, sick work, mate, sick. He's like, yeah, thank, appreciate it. Selfie? Ah, I'm not, not really a selfie type. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's all right. All right, mate, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's probably just a normal guy. He probably lives in an apartment. Imagine, like, you being that famous and nobody knows who you are. Like, oh, what a relief. He could just be, like, getting a McDonald's coffee and he'd be like, I'm about to go paint this masterpiece in three hours and I'm about to be trending and nobody fucking knew it was me. But he's going to slip. Somebody's going to catch him. He's Nobody's that perfect. He's going to slip up. Like murderers, they kill too many people, they leave too many fingerprints, they catch him. I mean, he's not doing anything wrong, so there's no reason for people to be pursuing him that in-depthly, but somebody's going to catch him, somebody's going to catch him slipping. Unless he, like, wears a mask like Batman. 
imagine he's like a Batman in in England. He like wears like a or like Owl Man, <laughs> like Pigeon Man. He just wears like a black pigeon suit when he does his art. What am I even talking about? Moving on, probably the most exciting thing I wanted to talk about this weekend, May 9th, UFC 249 in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh my God, guys! If I could get tickets to this, I would be there in Jacksonville watching this card except no audience just the fighters the judges the commentators the coaches that's it no audience which is crazy they should just test everybody like god that's just gonna be so oh it's so hard to watch the that's the closest event near me in Jacksonville and it of course of course it has to be during COVID like of course anyway but the card is insane. I mean, the card is filthy. I'm just this is just the this is just the prelims. Or sorry, not the pre. I mean, the prelims are still really good. You got Bryce Mitchell against Charles Rosa. You got Vicente Luque against Nico Price, which is going to be a such a slept on fight. Probably going to start watching there. And then the that those are the early prelims. The prelim card is insane. This is free. You could watch this for free. Jacare Souza versus Uriah Hall. Nuts. Then you got Michelle Watterson, Carl Speranza. I mean, honestly, not a big fan of the women, but they can throw down, so I'll probably just watch it. Then you got Alexio Linick, top 10 heavyweight, against former heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum. Nuts. Fabricio's probably going to take that one. And then to close out ESPN to go to the main card, Cowboy against Showtime Pettis. Now, Pettis coming off that win against Wonderboy, I think was his last fight. And then the fight before that, he lost against Tony Ferguson, I'm pretty sure. I'm just double-checking that. Pettis' last fight was against Wonderboy. Anthony Pettis... Okay, no, sorry. Pettis' last fight was against Diego Ferreira, and he lost that fight, which is, he got submitted, I guess. I did not know that. Anyway, so to finish off the prelims, it's Pettis against Cowboy, both of them coming off a loss, which makes sense. I mean, Anthony Pettis got choked out, and then Cowboy got stomped by Connor in 45 seconds. So this could really be a big rebound for either guy. I mean, both coming off a loss. The winner of it really is lined up for for a top five. Cowboy currently the sixth-ranked welterweight. Pettis, 15th. Pettis just kind of, his time's up, bro. Like, honestly. I mean, he was the lightweight champion. He was on the Wheaties box back in, like, 2010. He was a stud, bro. But, like, there's just just new guys coming in and, and evolving and changing the game. And, he, I mean, he looks insane at 170. This is at 170. His last fight was at 155. So it could be a little bit of a difference. He knocked out Wonderboy, which who's one of the best welterweights right now. He knocked out Wonderboy at 170. So really, if Pettis beats Cowboy at 170, he might stay at 170 and just tear it up and get top five, which I'd love to see. But also, I'd love to see Cowboy just make a, bounce back after that Connor loss because 
Cowboy's a bad dude. Like, people sleep on him and think he's just, like, an old man that just gets in there and brawls, but Cowboy, Cowboy's got it. Cowboy could win the title if, if he just went on a run. Like, if he just started laying dudes out, he could win the title, no, no doubt. And then we go to the main card, which is where it gets absolutely ridiculous. So, first fight on the main card is kind of a sleeper, but guaranteed knockout. If you just want to see some blood and some absolute chaos, you got to watch Greg Hardy against Jorgen DeCastro. Greg Hardy, former uh, Alabama football player, national champion, turned MMA, 100% knockout percentage, 6-0 in the UFC. This dude just turns like people's lights out. It's insane. And he's fighting Jorgen DeCastro on his UFC debut, I believe. Which is crazy. On the main card on his UFC debut, this dude's 6-0. and So that should be a good fight. Then we got probably one of the most sl- two slept-on fighters at 145. We got Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. Now, this fight is probably like the dark horse of this card. Like These two throw heat and fast heat. I mean, these dudes throw bombs and... Like a flash of light, like that's a guaranteed knockout. And then the 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 top three fights are always going to be insane, and rightly so. I mean, the next fight is Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. If you don't know anything about MMA, you don't know who I'm talking about. Francis Ngannou has knocked out every single former UFC champ, UFC heavyweight champion in the last. Five years, except Stipe Miocic, he knocked out Cain Velasquez, he knocked out Junior Dos Santos, he knocked out Fabricio Verdum, he knocked out Alistair Overeem, he hit him with an uppercut that sent him into the next dimension, and he's fighting, he's the number two ranked heavyweight. If if Francis wins this fight, he has, he his, the next fight is a title shot, no doubt. The next fight's a title shot. But right behind him is the number six ranked heavyweight. This dude's been tearing people up in like the last in his last few fights. Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Now this dude came out of nowhere. I don't even know where he's from. Um, I'm gonna go over their stats a little bit. So we got Francis the Predator Nganu versus Jarzinho Biggie Boy Rosenstrike. So Francis is thirteen and three. Rosenstrike ten and zero. Um, Nganu from Cameroon. Rosenstrike from Suriname. I don't even know where that is. Both of them six four. Uh, Nganu a little heavier at two hundred fifty pounds. Rosenstrike at two forty two. Nganu with a little more reach at eighty three inches. Rosenstrike with seventy eight inches, and their leg reach is almost about the same. Rosenstrike's got a 90% KO to TKO, while Francis has a 71%. Um, I mean, this is a guaranteed lights-out knockout unless they don't engage with each other and they're cautious, which I would hate to see. I just want this to be bomb city and just dropping heat everywhere. So I'm excited for that. Right after that, we come into the co-main event. And it's for the bantamweight title, which is 135 pounds. We have Triple C, Henry Cejudo, the former flyweight, bantamweight, also Olympic gold medalist, Triple C. That's why he calls himself that. He was double champ plus Olympic champ. 
That's where he gets the name. Fighting the former bantamweight king, most title defenses in bantamweight history, and his comeback after four years out of the octagon, Dominic Cruz. Now, please God, please God, I want Dominic Cruz to win. Why? Because his footwork is literally breathtaking. I could watch Dominic Cruz do ladders and foot drills and agility for probably three days straight. And another thing, I just don't like Henry Cejudo. I just think he talks way too much for his game. And I really want Dominic Cruz to just put his fist right in his mouth. But nonetheless, no bias. That fight is going to be insane. Two tacticians, Henry Cejudo with probably some of the best wrestling in in all of MMA. And Dominic Cruz with undoubtedly the best footwork in, in the UFC. And then we come to the main event now, guys. The main event for this card, 249, was supposed to be Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. Scheduled for the fifth time. If you guys didn't know, Khabib is still in Russia. The fight is this Saturday. Khabib had to pull out of the fight for the sixth time. What does this mean? This fight has been tried to has has tried to been for like has been formulated six times and six times it has fallen out. It has been canceled. Many say it's cursed. I say just bad timing again. I don't believe in curses, but they have to fight. So they have a replacement. It's going to be Justin Gaethje, the highlight stud wrestler. I mean, this this dude was an All American wrestler out of Arizona State. First wrestling champion out of Arizona State. Insane. This dude is... He he just knocks people out. He knocked out Cowboy. He knocked out Edson Barbosa. He knocked out James Vick. Um, he has only two losses, which was against Poirier in, I think, one of his early fights. I don't remember who. But he did lose to Poirier in a really close fight. And, he's fight, and he stepped in to fight the boogeyman, Tony Ferguson, El Kukui the number one ranked lightweight, former interim lightweight championship, and this fight is for the interim lightweight championship belt. Now, whoever wins this fight, Khabib must fight. Khabib must fight that person to unify the belt. No running, no Connor, no Connor and Khabib rematch. It's got to be, it's the winner of this. Tony is on the longest win streak in lightweight history. This dude has not lost he, I think he's on a 12-fight win streak, which is mental. I mean, honestly, this fight is going to be insanity. Tony, Tony Ferguson is a madman. Khabib pulled out of the fight. It was supposed to happen uh, April 23rd. He made weight on April 20, 20th just to prove to them that well, I'm still training. I don't, I don't care if the fight's canceled. They got a replacement. He kept training. And, like, if you watch Tony Ferguson fight, it's like a twister is coming right at your face. Like, he's just throwing elbows. He's throwing kicks. He will not stop pressing forward. He fights for 25 minutes straight and will not run out of gas. It's insane. Like, he's like a locomotive that's just kept being being fed coal every five seconds. Just the fire's blazing. It's not, it's, you could dump water on it. It's not, it's not, it's not drying out. You just... He just keeps coming. Justin Gaethje's the same thing. 
but he stated that he's got 18 minutes in him. He took this fight on two weeks' notice. He's got 18 minutes, and he's saying someone's going to get knocked out. Either he's getting knocked out or Tony's getting knocked out, and I'm so excited for this. I'm 100% buying the pay-per-view. Dana White, I'm, I'm buying the pay-per-view, brother. I'm buying it. Honestly, they should have made it free, bro. People people can't afford pay-per-view right now. Come on. It's Corona. Give us something. Come on. You're, you're, you're getting $750 million from ESPN after this year. Why do you need to keep charging us $60 and breaking the wallet for pay-per-view when we when we can't even have we don't even have money to pay our mortgages? Like, come on. Cut us the 60. Let us come on. Give us something. You're getting 70, 750 million from ESPN. Like, come on. I'm just saying, Dana White, you want to I'll give you some ideas. Call me. Um, but yeah, two UFC 249 should be f- absolutely insane. Um, yeah. This episode of The Break Room is also sponsored by Titan. You guys know Titan is the best workout clothes on the market with tanks, shirts, shorts, apparel, hats, gear. They got the best stuff out there to be looking fly and comfortable while getting that pump and getting fit. And if you guys go to their site right now, titan.clothing.com, and use my new code BREAK, that's right, BREAK, for 15% off your whole order. Get 15% off the best workout clothes on the market using BREAK. For 15% off. Go get you some of that Titan. Yeah. 249. This weekend. Saturday, May 8th. Probably going to have the boys over to watch it. Should be a should be a movie. That'll be. That's a, that's a beat. Have, some, have the boys over. Get some wings. Obviously with masks. Social distancing. Play some poker. Watch the fights. That's a good plan. Going to send it in the chat. That's a good ass plan. Alright guys, but anyway, I'm going to get off. Um, I thank you guys so much for checking in the break room. Now make sure to go clock back in, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace! That was fucking quick. Oh shit, that was 26 minutes.